Our mission is to discuss extraction, processing, business practices, and lessons learned with the established experts of the extraction process. This is Mission Supercritical, a service of Apex Supercritical, the leading CO2 extraction equipment manufacturer. Now, here to navigate our broadcast is a U.S. Navy veteran and the founder and president of Apex Supercritical, Andy Joseph. Okay, welcome to another edition of Mission Supercritical, an exclusive radio show that highlights the extraordinary individual success stories of Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry today. I'm your host, Andy Joseph, president and founder of Apex Supercritical. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, Today's guest, Catherine Sidman, vice president of sales for Cascade Sciences. Catherine, welcome to the show. Thanks, Andy. I'm so excited that we got this together. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, we tried a couple of times to to make it happen and uh, had a had a false start or two, but uh, we're finally able to uh, to do it. And I, I think it's a reflection of how busy we both are currently. It is. It is a super busy time. Not just um, twenty eighteen, which has been you know a record year for your business and ours, but also um, next month is October. And that's right. when it gets real. <laughs> Out here <laughs> on the right. West Coast, that's when it gets real. That's right. Yeah, harvest. Uh, you know, a lot of people ask me about. Uh, you know, what's the what's the cyclic nature of your business, and is there a cyclic nature? And you know, I, I try to convince people that that harvest time is still you know um, uh, has a big impact. It has an effect. And you know, everybody's like, well, isn't it all indoor grows and that kind of stuff? And it's like, yes, but. Harvest well, yes and yes and no. You know, there's a lot. I'm out here in the Emerald Triangle. I live in um, Trinity County, third leg of the Emerald Triangle in beautiful Northern California. And um, you know, outdoor outdoor is a thing, and um, it's beautiful sun-grown product. And uh, it's October is a is a really big time, and just economically, you know, you talk to folks around here, and it's. Croptober, it's when everything happens. Used car dealerships put everything on sale. And, you know, <laughs> it's it's yep. a real thing. And I think even the folks that I've talked to who who do mixed growing, you know, indoor, outdoor, light depth, they're still in the industry is very much a fall and winter are harvest and celebration times. And Absolutely. so I think even in our cannabis culture, you know, I mean, why do we have MJ Biz in Vegas in November? I know why. Right. 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 And, and why doesn't anybody have any money during the summer? Right. You know, exactly. So. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it is. It is a busy time of the year for us. Yeah, definitely, definitely. No, that's uh, that's good. So, congratulations on your success, so, Catherine. Let's uh, let's take a step backwards here a little bit. You know, tell me tell me about your background. Um, you know, what you did pre cannabis, and you know how you ended up in the cannabis industry. So I guess pre-cannabis, I was in eighth grade. No, anyway, <laughs> that's not what she meant. Um, um, so no, I've I've been in laboratory equipment sales, um, industrial and um, in you know industrial laboratory equipment sales um, since 2000. Um, in about 2008, uh, 2007, 2008, I was sitting at my desk at Cascade Tech. Um, I had just won a sole source um, purchasing contract with NASA Langley. And for folks who aren't, for folks who don't know, that's like, that's the kind of thing that, you know, you frame and put on your wall. So essentially, you know, government, government agencies have to go out to bid on capital equipment. 
And essentially what we did over a course of two years was work with the purchasing department and the engineers at NASA Langley and, and put together a vacuum package for them that was so customized um, that nobody else could offer it. It had a certain amount of IP that nobody else could do. So, so we got um, a sole source supplier agreement, which meant they didn't have to go out to bid on our equipment anymore. They could just order vacuum products from Cascade without going out for competitive bids. Um, Fantastic. And it was congratulations. Very, uh, thank you. Know, you. It was very, congratulations. <laughs> it was very, very exciting. Um, we do a lot of work with the, um, the Mars rover project, both the current Mars rover that's there now and uh, upcoming uh, versions. So it was a really exciting time in my career, and it was a whole lot of fun. And I was, I was getting the – and that was my primary market, was aerospace, pharmaceutical, and electronics. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's still, you know, similar products which you have now, though vacuum, vacuum. The ovens, exact same product. Pumps. The exact same yeah, okay. product. Exact okay. same. So we started getting phone calls for vacuum ovens from people who didn't sound like the purchasing department of NASA Langley. <laughs> you know, you got sure. vacuum ovens? Yeah, I do. What's your application? It's the first thing I would ask. Somebody calls up. I need a vacuum oven. Great. What's your application? Because I've got 20 different kinds of pumps and I've got 20 different kinds of gauges and meters and what, what do you got going? And people would just click, hang up. Yep. So that started happening, but like not just once or twice. All of a sudden, it was uh, two or three or four times a week, and then it was two or three times a day. And over the period of a month or so, I was saying to my boss, this is the weirdest thing. Like, we need to get our phone systems checked out. We had the IT guy come and check out our phones. I could not figure out why everybody was hanging up on me all the time. <laughs> and finally, somebody said, uh, it's cannabis. And I'm right. like, cannabis? What does that have to do with vacuum ovens? Like, I don't even, I know about vacuum ovens and I know about cannabis, and I have no idea how they fit together. And um, what, I did, what I found out, I mean, he said, um, Google BHL. And I said, okay. And right. I did. And that was the first day of the rest of my life. Yep. was yep. like Alice, Alice, down, <laughs> Alice down the rabbit hole. So I, I found out it was cannabis. I was so excited, not just to know that there was a new market. I wasn't even there yet. I was excited because um, I had an answer to this question of why all these people were hanging up on me all the time. Right. But more importantly. So, so I went to my boss and I said, I figured it out. It's cannabis. And she looked at me and she said, oh, that's funny, and went on with her day. And I said, but wait, but wait, can we, like, they want vacuum ovens. I get it. They're degassing solvents. We can do that all day. And she looked at me and said, you must have just lost your natural mind. We just had a big company dinner to congratulate you on the sole source NASA contract. And now you want to sell things into a fully illegal market. There was not one recreational state at the time. There was a yep. robust medical market. But, but it's nobody, still federally illegal. Federal, federally illegal and no recreational provisions. So, so right. the medical laws that were in place were not very robust in terms of providing protections to ancillary equipment suppliers. You know, I mean, this, yeah. So my yeah, boss right. said, you've you got to be kidding. Right, because um, you, you know, she was obviously <laughs> concerned about, you know, risking your, your brand new, you know, awesome federal contract. 
Um, because yeah. as, a, as a contractor, you can't you know violate federal law and still maintain no. that contract. No, and um, and that was just one of many. I and mean, we did a ton of work. We also had an environmental test lab where we would do things like uh, shake things, drop things, expose them to water, fog, rain, things like that. So we would do testing that way. That was part of part of Cascade's business, mm-hmm. and and that was almost entirely military contracting, military, FAA. So, you know, we're in bed deep <laughs> right, with, right, with right. So, government so, agencies. Right. So, so, fast, so fast forward, I mean, you guys are obviously in the cannabis industry today, right? Yeah. How'd, you, how'd you make the leap? What was the decision point? Um, I, I'm, I'm a good soldier, but I'm also a little bit relentless. And so when my boss said, absolutely not, I said, I, I respect that. You're the boss. You're the owner. But I would take the calls from the customer. I would listen to what they were saying. I'd say, is this cannabis? I can, you know, we can help. I would go over their application. I would learn as much as I could. And then I would send an email to my boss saying, and the owner of the company, saying, got a call today. They needed this model. The sale would have been 12000 I declined. And once I was sending about $100,000 of those emails a week, we had another meeting. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep. And, talks, and, right? and the and the meeting was, you know, and it was it was like me at the table with the big bosses and they said, Okay, Catherine, you can do this, but you need to proceed with extreme caution. And, you know, the next week I was bringing in wheelie backpacks of cash to my accountant with an eighty three form filled out (laughs) and you know and it just it just went it went from there it was a it was like a hockey stick it was a very steep learning curve for every department it there was nothing intrinsically about cannabis that was objectionable to any of our owners or any of our staff it was about how do we navigate entering this market in a relevant way and and protect what we've built I mean, we've we've lost banking relations. We the first thing that we that came up really was banking. Yep. And my very first sale to the cannabis industry. Um, shout out, Ohm Extracts in uh, Southern Oregon, fantastic company. Um, still going strong using Cascade equipment. But anyway, they were my very first sale, and it was a cash sale for a small vacuum oven and pump kit. And my boss took it to the bank to deposit it with our weekly deposits, and the bank said, "You don't have that kind of account." Well, what kind of account is that? You know, we're a business concern with a huge line of credit and all of our uh, accounts here, and we're not allowed. Right? When did cash (laughs) stop becoming a currency? And And my boss said, "My boss said, well, I'll fill out whatever forms you want, and we have an 8300 from our customer, so we're fine." And they said, no, you don't have that kind of account. And he said, well, I'm, I guess I need to go find that kind of account, so give me all my money, and right. I'll go take it and what I have in my little brown paper bag here, and I'll go take it somewhere else. So we navigated that, but, but tricky. I mean, you think finding a bank right now is hard if you're in cannabis. Try it eight years ago. Right, um, eight or, or ten years ago, right, when, you oh, know, before everyone oh. was illegal. So, all right, right, Catherine. Yeah, exactly. So, Catherine, I just you know it's amazing the parallels that we've got between each one of our businesses here you know us supplying co2 extraction equipment you guys supplying the ovens to support the the post-processing i want to dive in deep 
on you know some of the some of the specific challenges that that you as an ancillary products company right obviously banking and, and cash and those kind of things are an issue but there's a there's a litany of other ones that uh, that I think we can we can talk about but I want to take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll uh, we'll dive in on that we'll regroup for more mission super critical after we hear from our sponsors Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock, we can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, today's guest, Catherine Sidman, Vice President of Sales for Cascade Sciences. So, you, uh, Catherine, you mentioned you're up in the, uh, the Emerald Triangle. Um, how's the weather today, just out of curiosity? I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. It's sunny. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> sunny. It's it always, always sunny here. We're yep. thirsty, thirsty for rain. Last month, um, my little my little hometown was uh, evacuated for ten days due to that big fire outside of Reading. Yeah. So we're very thankful to be home. Very thankful to see a blue sky and not be raining ashes. So this yep. is a good yep. thing. So, so yeah, but that, you know the, the you know kind of that Emerald Triangle area has some you know some pretty perfect weather, barring you know fires and, and things like that. Obviously, mm-hmm, I suppose everybody's mm-hmm. got their issues. Um, but you know, despite the perfect weather, there's you know it's it's had a cannabis industry for geez, I don't know, fifty years. I mean, you know, it's it's been a long time. The economy up there mm-hmm. thrives on on cannabis, and you know, it's it's kind of been its own little world for a long time. But then all of a sudden, and like you said, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, it goes public, quote unquote, right? And that's about the same time that that we started seeing a, a lot of activity, um, mostly from California in the initial days. Um, that was interested in purchasing our CO two extractors, which were you know yeah. primarily used for flavorings and essential oils for cannabis applications, right? And so, you know, I, I like you, had very similar issues where we've got banking issues and all of a sudden, you know, banks get banking, get closed down, you get calls from the president of the banking groups and it's like, what the heck is mm-hmm. going on here? And they never tell you exactly why they're closing your bank account, right? They just tell mm-hmm. you that you're closing it. Well, if they told so, you why you were, if they told you why they were closing it, you would be able to remedy that, and they would have to open it again, and they just don't want to do that. Exactly. So, exactly. so, so definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not you, it's me. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but you know, besides the banking thing, you know, I mean, everybody's got their banking challenges and their banking woes, and and you know, we could probably make a whole show just bitching about how stupid it is, but. Um, you know, for us ancillary product companies, you know, I, I think uh, I think we've got other problems. You know, things like insurance, for sure. um, things oh like accounts. Oh my gosh! Yes. You know, and and you know, what mm-hmm. other kind of issues have have you ran into um, well, being an ancillary? Chain. 
I mean, look at look at supply chain concerns. You know, mm-hmm. warranty coverage. So, you know, I, I um, let's say I, I sell a pump, and um, you know, we have wonderful relationships. In fact, um, I think one of the things that Cascade has been able to bring effectively to the cannabis industry is a really solid knowledge base and really um, solid vendor relationships. And so there's a lot of companies that still, for whatever reason, um, can't get into the cannabis industry, Um, companies that are internationally held. So, for example, our partnership with um, Asahi Glass. Mm -hmm. Um, Asahi Glass is a Japanese company, very conservative, 150-year-old family-owned Japanese um, laboratory glass company, some of the most pristine glass on the planet. And um, because they're, they're an international concern, there's a whole nother level of um, legislation that prevents them from having their brand front and center in the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. But Cascade presents a very friendly channel to market. We understand vendor relationships. We understand distribution. We can be the face to the customer and interface with the customer. We can deal with the banking and cash challenges. Um, so we're so we're able to bring products to the market. Well, that's the easy part, <laughs> as it turns out. Now you get the products into the hands of customers. And let's just talk about our customers, Andy. You know, Apex sells um, what is arguably the very best a supercritical CO2 extraction platform on the market. It's a complicated piece of equipment, um, and you are sending it to customers who are installing it potentially uh, in an off-the-grid situation supported by solar power and generators on a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of our equipment is going I mean, anymore. You and I are, are walking into beautiful CGMP-level pharmaceutical labs and installing our equipment. Um, and, and luckily we get to install a lot of equipment together, which is fun. But, but you know, you and I both know that over the last 10 years, we've had our equipment installed in wacky locations, right? Basements, barns, basements, barns, (laughs) sheds. Oh, you have a cave? (laughs) I don't know if I've ever had a cave, but you have a cave. Um, that's awesome. The bat cave. Um, so, so how do you provide excellent customer service and warranty support when you have a customer that won't even give you their first and last name and address. Yeah. You know, and so we've, we've had, you know, we have a, we have a series of, of service people, for example, that we've had um, like, like the Maytag repairman, right? If your washer goes down wherever you live, Whirlpool doesn't send somebody. They send the local appliance company that they contract with to go fix your washer. Well, we have the same thing in laboratory products. There are companies that go to hospitals, calibrate equipment, do repairs, that kind of thing. Well, they might not be ready to work with cannabis. And frankly, the cannabis labs, the customers that we have, you know, I've developed a certain level of of, um, rapport with them, and they're confident in me, but they don't want any person they don't know. Right. coming to their lab. So there's all sorts of concerns about once we get this equipment into the field, how do we support it? How do we take good care of our customers? How do we make sure that we're ready when they say, you know, we want to run this 
um, 20 liter rotary evaporator um, on generator power? And do we need a buck boost transformer? I mean, how, what, what do we need to do to, to do our due diligence to make sure that once they get this equipment, even in their situation that might not be like sending it to a Pfizer lab, that it's going to run, that it's going to function, and that they're going to have the support that they need from us. Right, because so, because every customer is as important as NASA, right, and Pfizer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it, it may not feel like it sometimes to, to some of our customers, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're our customers, and, and you know, we, we try really, really hard to make sure that everything goes right, but... By the same token, you know, the difference in working with Pfizer or, or you know, Abbott Nutrition mm-hmm. or, you know, a very large mm-hmm. industrial manufacturer mm-hmm. is the guy that the guy that's on the other end of your equipment typically has, you know, many years of industrial manufacturing experience, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the times where we've had to qu- have questions about, you know, what's, um, well, I don't have single phase, so I must have two phase. No. Right. And, yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. That's kind of one of those, that's one of our red flags, right? So if there's such right. thing as two phase, there's either single phase or there's three phase, right? And so I, you know, I even know that. Right. So, but those are you know those are com- That's that's the you know that's the degree of education that we have to try to bring to our customer in addition to you know just yeah. letting them run the equipment and things like that. So, but those are challenges. You know, you you'd mentioned something about supplier relationships. You know, I don't want to uh, want to share a story that I've got and I want to see if you got something similar you know I've got a uh, I've got a, a you know one of the manufacturers of one of the components that supply me have a policy that you know while while they provide a two-year warranty uh, to their product they have a policy where they don't engage directly with the cannabis space so hmm. my customers if they have an issue and it's more complex than than you know we're able to, to troubleshoot right you know right there on the spot aren't allowed to call the manufacturer uh, and more right. importantly aren't allowed to ship directly to or from the manufacturer right and so mm-hmm. you know there's 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 we've got a supplier who you know quite honestly isn't going to be a supplier for a whole lot longer and Amen there and you know because of the fact that they've got this ridiculous policy in place where they they won't you know they'll take our money and but you know they won't acknowledge quote unquote that you know they're supplying equipment to the cannabis space and you know i i told them i was like look you know either either you're in or you're out right and yeah. you know i think yeah. i think you guys can appreciate this going back to 2007 2008 when it's you know a lot of our customers would try to hide and say oh well yeah. i'm not going to advertise i'm not going to do anything like that and then six months later they're like well, well you know i'm going out of business because i can't make any money and it's like well yeah because yeah. you're not advertising you're either yeah. in or you're out you guys have anything like that um, you know what? I, absolutely. And can I can I just tell you? And 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 to me, um, it makes me very thankful. So I had no idea how fortunate I was to have the management that I have at, at Cascade. Their concerns, which were real concerns, <laughs> about entering the cannabis space, had nothing to do with cannabis. Had nothing to do with politics. Had nothing to do with anything other than protecting the protecting what we'd built and making sure that we could making sure that we could do this intelligently and safely for the for the business you know um my boss likes to say that she doesn't have kids she has a business and she treats it like that you know she nurtures it and um i was speaking to a vendor at a recent show and um i said hey a customer called me up and said you recommended thus and such for his lab and he called me for a price you know that that's not appropriate 
And he said, what? And I said, well, we would never put that particular piece of equipment. I'm going to try really hard not to give it away. We would never put that particular piece of equipment in a pharmaceutical lab because it, it has, um, it wouldn't be compliant with CGMP standards. Um, and, and he said, yeah, I know, but this isn't a pharmaceutical lab. I said, it is. <laughs> you know, it might not be yep. regulated by the FDA yet, but what he's making is a food-grade, pharmaceutical-grade product, and it's going to patients. And he's like, yeah, 18-year-old kids who feel better high. And I right. said, okay, yes, some of them. But even so, I don't want – I got an 18-year-old kid. I don't want 18-year-old kids to get bad anything, right? right. Yep. And he said, he said, look, this cannabis industry is wild, wild west. We just need to sell what we can. Um, and if they'll buy it, we should sell it. And I said, I'm just going to let you know that we're declining to bid that. I'm not going to sell it, and there's a whole lot of your other products I'm not going to sell either if that's the way you talk about my customers. So this right. idea that these are a bunch of high, dreadlocked, neck-tattooed stoners who don't know any better, um, I find so offensive that... Um, I'm willing to take a serious look at a vendor relationship that I've had since way pre-cannabis. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, oh, yeah. I've got kids in high school who weren't born yet when I began working with this particular vendor. Um, and that's just not okay. Because these customers, I look at these customers, Andy, you, you said there's a difference between, <clears throat> you know, when you're on the phone with a guy at Pfizer and when you're on the phone with somebody else and you're trying to provide that support, the difference a lot of the time is that when you're on the phone with Pfizer and there's a piece of equipment down, the guy's doing his job and he's helping you fix it and he's reporting the problem, but he's going to go home at 5 o'clock and cash his paycheck anyway and he doesn't really care. Yep. When somebody calls me, when one of my cannabis customers calls me and says I'm down and out, it means every single hour he's missing however many thousand dollars of production he would be making and it's coming out of his pocket. He has employees to pay. He's got bills to meet. He's spending tens of thousand dollars on lawyers and regulation fees for a municipality that he doesn't even know will approve him or not. He's, you know, hustling. Yeah. This is his own hustle and it's personal. And I try to treat my customers like this money is coming out of my pocket too. Absolutely, and and most cannabis entrepreneurs are exactly that. You know, they're yeah. they're cannabis yeah. entrepreneurs, and you know the reason yeah. that Pfizer isn't in it is because they're afraid. But the cannabis yeah. entrepreneurs aren't, and they deserve just as much support, just as much, um, yeah. you know, customer uh, customer loyalty, I suppose. You know, from yeah. from our side as as they possibly can. So, Catherine, you know, hold, that, the... hold that thought. Hold that thought real fast. We're going to take another quick break. Oh, sorry. Uh, come back. Want to come back? Want to finish your story? Uh, and also want to hear, you know, your your funniest or craziest story about uh, an installation uh, at a at one of your customer facilities. Probably got a lot. So, but, uh, but pick 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 a winner here. We'll take a quick back and uh, quick take a quick break and come back and hear that in just a sec. We'll regroup for more mission super critical after we hear from our sponsors. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. 
These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z.com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Retail sales of medical and recreational cannabis in the United States are expected to hit 8 to $10 billion. Are you ready to invest in the fastest growing business sector in America? Then you have to check out the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. Open to the public. This two-day conference will focus a wide range of sectors, including healthcare, law, politics, sports, and numerous investment opportunities for entrepreneurs and startups. Hundreds of exhibitors will showcase their products and services to medical patients, caregivers, mainstream consumers, and business-to-business professionals. Join us as we merge business, education, and entertainment with thousands of attendees at the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo in Phoenix, October 4th through the 6th. For more information, go to usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Time to extract more knowledge on Mission Supercritical, only on CannabisRadio.com. Okay, welcome back to Mission Supercritical. Again, today's guest, Catherine Sidman, Vice President of Sales, Cascade Sciences. So, so Catherine, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit about loyalty for customers and, and you know, how important all customers are, including you know, cannabis customers. They're not somehow you know, a, a, a lower-grade customer for, for ancillary product companies like ours. You know, and it's it's really important that we provide them the same amount of service and be excited about engaging with them like we are with NASA or, or somebody else. You know, I, yeah, I think that's a, that's a, a really critical point. Um, absolutely, so, but, and sometimes the answer, sometimes the way you're a good vendor is you, you um, tell the customer that they're wrong. So when they call me and say, I want to buy this piece of equipment to do this thing, I say there's a better way to do it and it's cleaner and it's faster and it's better. What do you think about that? And they love to learn. So I'm I'm all for I'm all for selling the right thing even if it's more work than just selling the thing somebody calls me up and asks me about. Or even if it's not the most expensive thing, you know, and that's yep, 100%. That, you know, yes. what's, what's the what's the biggest thing that you got? And yes. sometimes the, what's biggest, the thing, biggest thing you've got. Right. Oh, it's got to go to 11, Andy. <laughs> Everything right. in the cannabis industry has to go to 11. Right, exactly. And that's not necessarily always the right solution um, given someone's condition. But uh so sorry, let's let's transition. You know, I'm sure you got a thousand of them, but you know, Give uh, give give the listeners here on the Mission Supercritical show, you know, a little taste of, of what it's like okay. to, to do an installation in the cannabis space, and you know, recognizing that not uh, all of them are like this, but uh, I'll bet you got some winners there. So let's um, hear, I do, let's hear, I do. And as time goes on, as time goes on, unfortunately, and this this market becomes more mature, um, it's way less fun and interesting because this stuff doesn't happen as much anymore. But back in the day, um, a gentleman called up and um, 
it said that he wanted to buy three of our largest ovens. And this is when we first got started. Nobody bought three of anything. I mean, I, you know, I remember the first names of the guy who bought our largest system. So that was a really big order for the cannabis space. And I said, man, brother, if you're buying three, I will come install them for you. And I didn't know his name. I mean, his, the name that he gave me was Ninja Wizard. So if you're <laughs> out there, Ninja Wizard, your cat still loves you. Um, but so Ninja Wizard... Um, and that was what it said on the sales order. Um, and so Ninja, Ninja Wizard said, oh, girl, you would come out here and install it. I've got this piece of property in Humboldt. It is beautiful. It's pristine. I own all this land. There's these huge trees. He said, you can get all that city stress off your soul. You can come out here. You can scream as loud as you want, and no one will ever hear you. And I said, Ninja, you can't say that to a woman because now I can't come there. Because, like, if I go there now, it's my own darn fault. <laughs> so, so I ended up, I ended up grabbing my um, my son at the time was uh, twenty, early twenties, and I said, "You want to go on a road trip with Mama?" <laughs> and that was when I that was when I came out to my son as in the cannabis industry. Um, through Cascade, and uh, that was an interesting conversation. He had no idea he had the coolest mom on the block. Right. Um, right. And so he started being, you know, he's my he's my six two <laughs> linebacker, and so he started coming with me on installations, and it was a super fun. There was a couple years in there where he had a flexible job, and he could run out with me to places where I could scream as loud as I want, and nobody could hear me. Right. And he would come out there with me. I sent him on an installation once that did involve a hood. Um, I've never been <laughs> to that level of installation myself. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, they didn't even want him to know where they were. So he sat in the wow. back seat like he was going to be um, taken to, I don't know, Afghanistan or something for questioning. Yeah, or, or GW Pharma, right? I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, uh, yeah, so that was probably th- those those kind of things where you're in a very remote area, with folks with uh, you know um but i i honestly um really could not begin to count the number of customers that i would consider friends um people i love to see you know when i go to shows and you and i see each other at ncia or whatever con canacon hemp con yep. all the cons yep. Um, you know, you get to part of the fun of it is is having people come by the booth who aren't even shopping, but who just want to say hi and reconnect. Sure. Um, and, and, the, and and the bad apples that I've come across, um, like scary bad apples, I could count on one hand. Yeah, well, um, and those guys so are those guys tips. are probably still selling weed out of the back of their trunk. You know, to be yep. to be perfectly honest, yep. you know, they've they've left. Yep. And and you know, you made it a you made a reference to it earlier. You know, it it doesn't happen like that very much anymore, and and it's less and less every day. You know, the the industry is growing up and it's growing up quickly. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's it, you know, for as many for as many basements that I go into nowadays, there's three or four, like you said, GMP pharmaceutical facilities where I've got a gown up. You know, right, and right. It's not right. It's not nearly as fun putting a gown and and uh, and you know, <laughs> a, a hairnet and and you know, all that kind of stuff on. Beard um, net, lots of beard yeah, nets. Lots of beard nets. No question there. Probably, the hand of industry has to use more beard nets than any other pharmaceutical uh, outlet. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But you, you know, know what? I, I'm, one of the things. One of the things I think, and and this is something that I I um 
have shared with folks when I've spoken at conferences, and, and I think that this kind of comes back to what we're talking about in terms of the cannabis industry really being an industry where a rising tide floats all boats, and it helps me to help you. It, it, even my competition, you know, I, I spent a good amount of time at the last trade show talking with my friend Max from across international, you know, we are, we are each other's worst competition, but we're also the two big players in vacuum ovens. And there are times when it's more important for us to put aside our differences and present a, um, a united front you know, in terms of like fire marshals or whatever, right? Sure. So sure. there are times when it's important that we work together. And I always think of that scene in Gladiator where the gladiator's in the ring for the first time and all the guys are there and they're all on their own and they hear everything behind these big gates, but they don't know what's coming, right? And I don't know what's coming to the cannabis industry. Is it big pharma? Is it big tobacco? Is it spirits and alcohol? Is it I don't know who's coming. Is it Monsanto? God forbid, but somebody's coming through the gates. And if we don't all lock shields and protect what we've built, we're going to get squashed like the bugs that we are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so, oh, much yeah. You, not so much you and me because Andy, we've been selling equipment for a long, long time and we're going to keep selling it. I sell as much now to aerospace, pharma, electronics as I ever have cannabis industry is on top of that. You know what I mean? It, it is mm-hmm. part, part of our business. So well, you and I are going to be fine, but our customers who are that mid-level, smallish, connoisseur, mom and pop, pumping out their really great edibles or their really great topicals or their really great cartridges, um, if we don't get together as an industry and kind of protect our own and set aside whatever, I mean, you know how it is. People flame each other and throw each other under the bus and have all these squabbles from back in the day. If we don't set that aside and really present a united front as a industry that can handle itself, we are going to get squashed by something that's no coming question. through that gate. Yeah, no question at all. And, and you know, there's a, there's a strong argument there for, for probably another, uh, another radio show, actually. But, uh, you know, for those of you who uh, agree with what Catherine's got to say there, you should absolutely be joining ASTM D37. Right. That's the, that's the standards committee that is that is writing the standards for the cannabis space, not just equipment manufacturers like us, but also for people who are doing growing, processing, uh, dispensaries. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, did you did you vote this week? There uh, were absolutely. all sorts of ballots were due. All sorts of ballots were due this week, and I was a good girl. I did my voting, but it's things like disposal of um, contaminated. The things this week were disposal right. of contaminated products. Um, processing, compliant packaging. Um. Right. There's a whole. There's a whole. It's the whole point. So ASTM D37. If you aren't on it, you should be. And if you care about what someone tells you you're going to have to do in the next five years, you better really, really be on it because they're the ones mm-hmm. that are going to end up telling you what to do. So, but like I said, that's a, that could be a whole other show. Catherine, we're out of time, unfortunately. But uh, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you buy a vacuum oven or any of the other you know litany of products you guys have available through cascade sciences how might they go about get hold of you oh my gosh cascadesciences.com go there i've got all of our products and all of our pricing you can email me at cat at cascadesciences.com or um check me out on instagram at sidco underscore cat 
Perfect. Thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking some time to be on the show. For everybody else out there, look for other Mission Supercritical shows to learn about Apex Supercritical's more than 500 customers operating in the cannabis industry, as well as interesting conversations with ancillary product supplier, suppliers like Cascade Sciences. Hope you can join us then, and until then, happy extracting. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.